Hey guys, welcome to the Fahim Mujahid podcast. I'm your host, Fahim Mujahid. I'm a mental conditioning and human performance coach, but more than that, I'm a father, husband, family member, and friend who draws a lot of inspiration and passion from pouring into other people. Listen, I've been on this journey of self-evolution myself, and I find that with each opportunity, if one's passionate enough, you can find ways to not only enrich the lives of others, but find your way to your true north. I find so much inspiration from growing and learning and doing whatever I can to expose my own wounds so that we can collectively heal together. What I want for this podcast is an opportunity for me to use it as my offering to shifting the energy, the focus, the consciousness of the world that we're all experiencing, the world that we're all living in. It's a place that I want to grow with you so that we can all grow and become the best versions of ourselves. Welcome all. Hello, hello. So welcome to today's uh, podcast show. Thank you for finding time in your day to uh, hit play. Um, today we're going to be, or I'm going to be exploring a very important topic that comes up a lot in the work that I do, and that's the concept of consistency, right? Um, how do we continue to show up day in, day out, performance after performance at an elite level? Right. I think it's not enough to just accomplish greatness once. I mean, what's the what's the quote? Uh, a dead clock is right at least twice a day or something like that. So I think it's not enough to just accomplish greatness to land on that experience or that outcome every once in a while. Champions are always trying to figure out how they can level and continue to operate at a high level consistently. How can they continue to find the practice and develop the tools and resources to help them do that? Um, whether this in athletics or or whether you're just working with a dope human being that's trying to show up in their life with more intention um, and more direction and, of course, more consistency. So we're going to explore two tips that I think are powerful game changers towards shifting the way that you look at consistency and how you can use it as a vehicle um, for crowding more into your life. Um like with every podcast, um, today's podcast, the energy, the love, it's in support of two powerful movements that are near and dear to my heart. The first movement, the first tribe is that of Breathe Life. Breathe Life is a community of mindful people mindful spirits around the Miami area. And what we do is we create space and we hold fellowship with one another. Live music, open meditation, performance psychology exercises. I mean, it's a vibe, right? And and what we try to do is we try to host space for an event once a month and we're moving some stuff around. So, so we're, we're going to get back to doing it. But Breathe Life in in and of itself. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. Um, OneQuietTribe.com. Um, we're all about coming together and being within the community. Now, for those of you who aren't in the Miami area, there's going to be ways that we're going to expand this movement when we get back into the practice where it allows you to log in and be a part of the experience no matter where you are. So that's Breathe Life. The second group or tribe is that of Headcase. Headcase is my online tribe, essentially. Headcase is... Um, um, a membership program that I'm pouring a lot of love and energy into trying to work on ways of developing that virtual community so that we can continue to support one another. Um, and obviously having their energy, their love um, into today's share is important. So I want to make sure I continue to bring awareness to those two um, powerful movements that I feel grateful to lead and be a part of. 
Um, I said uh, a while ago that every podcast is going to be, um, there's going to be a word connected to it or attached to it. I think words are so powerful. Um, And I find that oftentimes we end up using them very loosely without really giving much context or much thought into what we're saying half the time. So what I want to do is I want to be intentional about continuously highlighting how important words are, but allowing them to have space in my share. So for today's podcast, the word that I'm going to attach is subjective subjective and if you look up the adjective if you look it up online it says based on or influenced by personal feelings tastes or opinions right subjective so here's what's showing up for me when i think about subjective attention so the idea of being subjective about the intention that you're giving to certain things are so i mean it's such a powerful decision to make I find in, in, in work and in, in the space that I hold that oftentimes the championship quality players, the people who are really operating at a certain place of mastery, are being very intentional about not focusing so much on objective attention and focusing instead more on subjective attention. So how does that play out, right? So a lot of times when you're working in pursuit of something, when you have this clear vision of what you want to accomplish, where you want to go, where do you want to reach? Oftentimes, that usually was precedes that accomplishment or allowing yourself to manifest or to step into that or to succeed on that level. You have to first what? You have to be able to see it. You have to be able to see it. You have to be able to hold it. It has to be clear, right? Using that clear driver as a motivator for accomplishing it. And chances are that if you aren't really clear in your mind about, hey, I'm going to choose, I'm going to choose what I put my energy towards, what I give space in my thought process, the language that I use internally, I want that to be subjective on what I want this outcome to be. I'm not going to put, I'm not gonna overly commit to the weight and the value that comes from everyone else's objective opinion about where I fall on the land or on the scale of whether or not that goal is something I should be even working towards. I'm not gonna get hung up on everyone else's opinion about what I feel called to do or how I feel called to show up. The fact that there's an importance that I'm giving to this goal is enough. And everyone not, you know, I can't remember how it was said, but not everyone has your vision, so you can't expect everyone to understand it, right? And I think there's been a lot of times in my life where I could have used that, you know, that 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 tug on the coat to be like, hey, are you subjective right now? Or are you Are you putting a lot of energy into the objective opinion of a few people? So, you know, I just felt called to just share that and just use that word or use the idea of being subjective more in, into today's um, share, because I think one of the things I want to commit to is being more intentional. And when I see myself giving an overvalue to someone's opinion, objective opinion, I want to see if that if I can start using that as an opportunity to trigger or inspire uh, an, an objective approach on either what they were saying um, and kind of using that and breaking it down in a way that benefits me or just to completely just kind of like table it and thank them for their share, but focus more on the objective vision that I have. So objective. All right. So we talked about or I said on the intro um, that we're going to explore a little bit about the concept of consistency and my two points in in. The two points that I feel are the most important, if not the most important, but often overlooked 
And I've seen being able to get clear and being able to extract just or land on just these two powerful points, I've seen it show up and it really help a lot of amazing athletes, more importantly, amazing individuals break open to that level of consistency. All right. So the first one, the first one is being able to be intentional about identifying how you prepare. Not only on the day of the execution, but the week leading up, the days leading up. You'll be surprised how often when you approach a player who, who who just had an amazing game and maybe prior to that they had an average game and maybe after that they didn't have a so uh, a not so well game. And if you ask them, what was the difference? What did you do differently on that game as opposed to the other games? Oftentimes, the crazy thing about it is oftentimes they have no idea. A lot of times it's, I don't know, I ate the same thing. I went the same route to the stadium. You know, there's not anything that I can really pinpoint. But if you ask them to also, hey, I want you to write in 30 minute increments. I want you to write down what your game day process is like. I want you to write down what your game week process is like. The T minus two days, T minus one day. What's that process like? If you had to break it down in 30 minute, 30 minute increments, what would you see? What would become clear that perhaps you're overlooking right now, right? Because when you show up and when you perform at your absolute best, there's just so many moving factors that allow you to arrive at peak performance, right? So I think a lot of times some of the most powerful things can happen when you just become self-aware. And a lot of the work that I do is just trying to allow people to just go in and understand that there's so many different there's 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 a system operating subconsciously that's not only creating what you're experiencing but controlling your habits your patterns your thought patterns your actions right so if we can just look at and just explore and expand and say okay let me not just go through the routine let me not just go about my day without having any clear Um, control over not only what I'm doing, but what's having an impact on me. How can I become very intentional about, hey, I performed at this level that day because this is what I did. This is how I prepared, right? Shifting yourself or shifting the athlete from unconscious competence to conscious competence. How do we do that? It's impossible to do that unless you begin to first identify how you arrived at that moment how you arrived at that performance. How did you get yourself within the right mind frame to really present powerfully that presentation that was important to you? What did you do? What was your preparation like? Because here's the thing, if you access that and if you go back and you start looking for those clues, success always leaves clues, right? So if you go back and you look at some of those things that stand out to you, some of those things that played into or that came into um, when it came to preparing you, and making sure that you arrive mentally, physically, emotionally at the apex when you needed to, when you needed that performance, then you're going to be able to what? Refer back to it, right? You're going to be able to refer back to it on a consistent basis, day in, day out, game in, game out. And you're going to find that this mystery as to how you perform or why you perform well on one day and you perform so-so on the other day is going to be much more clear to you. And you're going to be in a driver's seat as opposed to just responding to what the game presents itself or responding to everything leading up to that match day. You're going to be in a driver's seat. And what we're trying to do, what champions are always doing or considering is how can I get myself into the driver's seat? The second point 
it's more of a download, right? It's more of a emotional, mental download. I think the craziest thing I find is that when you're working with high performers, when they accomplish that feat or that goal or that target is hit, the first thing they want to do is continue to push ahead. Let's quickly move on. Let's quickly, you know, next game mentality, which I mean, I get it. I mean, I've heard that so much throughout my life. And I think I've actually adapted to it and identified by it for a long time in my life. So I understand the reason behind it. I understand the purpose and what, you know, what the hope is from it. By developing that next game mentality, you show a few things. One, you've been there before, right? The whole, I like you've been there mantra, right? Or mindset or mentality. But also you stay focused on what needs to happen next. And you're not just allowing the excitement or the, the win to overpower the work that needs to happen next. But I think both things could coexist in the same space. I think what I find is that oftentimes high performers or some of the performers I'm able to work with or I'm blessed to walk or to share the road with, instead of allowing themselves to really land in their accomplishment, allowing all the feels of all the outcome or all the feels that came from the outcome of their desire, instead of allowing them to internalize that, to land in it, they quickly move on to the next one. And that would be well and good if they did it both ways, if it worked both ways, but it usually doesn't. Usually the loss is internalized, right? Usually the loss or, or the not showing up or not playing as powerfully as you want, that goes on a deeper level, right? Like we digest that, we internalize that, but yet when it comes to sacrificing, not sacrificing, but celebrating those victories, celebrating those powerful outcomes, when things do align and when you do play up to your expectation and your desire, you know, if you don't allow yourself just a second, I'm not even saying taking it weeks, but really allow yourself to just land in the day and be in a moment of gratitude of all you've already accomplished, what you what you were able to do, how you were able to play, right? How does it feel? Because the thing about feelings is that I always say this, no matter what your goals are, no matter what you wanna accomplish, get clear about how you wanna feel. Get clear about how you want to feel. Make it less about the outcome and more about how you want to feel. Because the thing about outcomes, outcomes are outside of our control. Yes, we can we can influence the outcome, but we ultimately don't necessarily control the outcome. And if you're using something like an outcome to give you structure from your standpoint of consistency, then you're not going to be able to be consistent because you're going to web or ebb and flow based off of the outcome of the performance. But if you can allow yourself to get clear about how you prepare, but also embody and remind yourself of how you want to feel after you leave the field or after you leave the court, how do you want to feel? How do you want to feel like you've showed up and you've given and you've committed to and you poured into that performance? How do you want to feel as you stand there exhausted when the clock strikes zero? How do you want to feel? And not only that, the last time you played powerfully, the last time you showed up powerfully, how did it feel? So get clear about that. And if you can get clear about those two things, identifying the roadmap, identifying how you arrived at that optimum performance, and then clarify and land in an embodiment of how it felt, then those can be, now we're, now we're talking. Those can be things that we can use and make something out of.